Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby and today I'm bringing you yet another Lash Boss to visit with today. This episode was actually really fun for me because Elena is one of my really good friends who I admire and look up to so much. She's the founder of Lash Makers and she's one of the most sought after trainers worldwide. She owns Lash Makers Studio in downtown Miami and she also invented the original Lash Box, which we will get into later. Really, she's just a powerhouse in every single way. So I hope you guys love this episode. Um, Let's get started. All right, so I've heard this story before because I've taken a class with you, but just tell everyone how you got started in the industry. So um, I used to work in this um, beauty studio uh, in Miami on Lincoln Road, and I used to do hair and makeup. So one day, um, two girls, tourists, two girls from uh, Russia walked in, um, a mom and daughter, and they had these beautiful lashes on. And um, I was fascinated, which at the time I was addicted to uh, strip lashes, like a lot of us were, I guess. Um, And I just started asking them a whole bunch of questions. And once I got home that day, I started researching and um, I I was just kind of uh, shocked. Even I was like thinking to myself, how is this even possible? You know, one by one application at all. And I started researching and it started from um, classic I actually um, learned it off YouTube, so that that's how the classic started. Shortly after that, I found out about volume, and that was about six years ago. Um, that was impossible to learn from YouTube or anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started to research as much as I could um, to understand what, what the goal is, um, the lashes are used, and um, tried to figure out myself. So I had to kind of uh, come up by myself with a little technique that will carry me until the whole thing of uh, Instagram kicked in and um, you could actually uh, connect with people and learn from somebody else. But yeah, that's how it started. All products were from eBay. Everything was Mm -hmm. extremely uh, plastic-like and glue smells like gasoline. So yeah, that that was the beginning. And at what point did you decide to start the brand to start selling your own products that was about four years ago i want to say the thing was um it wasn't very uh, very much available back then not available accessible i want to say because the instagram wasn't very big Mm -hmm. um, around that time so it was kind of hard to find brands to work with um and whatever i've tried back then it worked for me to a certain point, um, but then I started getting pickier as I learned more. Um, I mean, the, one of the first thing was the the glue issue. Um, nothing would dry fast enough. I felt like, and the tweezers, tweezers were struggle. I remember ordering eight, ten tweezers um, from somewhere, and then they would arrive, and I test them all. I'll keep one and return the rest. So that was a struggle too. Mm-hmm. I kind of had. Um, I don't want to say no choice, but I figured I'll just do my own things and select exactly what I want to work with. Um, and that's how I started. I started sampling things and tweezers and, and lashes. I didn't really have the intention to have the full line, to be honest with you. Um, I just started from the glue. Then I went to lashes and tweezers and just it kept rolling. Uh, the lash box happened. Um, that was another struggle. 
where to keep the lashes, on what to glue them. I never had to, um, I mean, I never, I never uh, try to do lashes of the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really, uh, I, I never really got into that. So I always glued them on something, um, on piece of like glass, acrylic or marble. So that's how the acrylic stuff uh, happened. So yeah, little by little, it's kind of just all blew up. And I mean, now I feel like there's a lot of um, imitation boxes. Yes, absolutely. What happened was basically when I made it, I I really just didn't think it's going to be popular at all. Like I didn't think, you know, I thought I'm going to sell a couple. You did it more um, for you, right? Yes, exactly. So I didn't really think it's going to be popular. And um, I... I selected one of the companies that I liked um, to work with to manufacture them um, without much experience, neither didn't sign anything with them as a contracts or a non-disclosure, anything like that. Like I said, I had no experience in business and didn't really think of it anything. And that's why uh, we didn't apply for a patent right away. Uh, you know, the smartest way to do things, obviously, to patent everything before you start selling it. Mm-hmm. But this is what I know now. <laughs> so uh, before I knew, uh, people started making them because the, that same company started reaching out to a whole bunch of people. Again, because of the industry uh, kicked in, um, you know, on Instagram. So it's very, very accessible. It's very easy to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. So, um, that what happened. So little by little, other, uh, manufacturers jump on the, on the whole thing. So by the time we applied for patents, um, there were just a lot of people already making them. So right now, uh, we own the patent in UK and it is in patent pending status in China, US and Canada. Um, I mean, the China is the biggest one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we can finalize that, this is when we really can shut everything down in the core. So yeah, it just takes a little time, but I'm being patient. You know, this is all about patience and going with the flow. Um, I I do try to give people heads up when I do see one, mm-hmm. um, the lash box, and um, you know, a lot of people actually being pretty pretty okay about it. Yeah, um, they're being pretty cool about it. Some not really, but you know, that's a uh, that's part of the deal. I feel most of the industry, well, what I've seen on Instagram specifically, I feel like a lot of people have your back too and like speak out about it. Absolutely, yes. Um, you know, thankfully, I do have um, a lot of uh, a lot of support. Um, I, I am I am very uh, very lucky. I feel very lucky. Um, to have people in my life, you know, this industry has obviously changed a lot of lives and um, brought us, uh, you know, including you, Shelby, um, brought, brought us a lot of friends, mm-hmm. uh, family-like friends, and that is a blessing. But I do feel that even people that never met me, um, just, you know, the followers and people that interact on social media and such, um, students, I, we do receive so much support and uh, I'm so thankful for that forever and always I, I love that this is this is something that keeps me going definitely you know something uh, something happens like you know obviously some negative things you know the, even even going back to those lash boxes you know when something happens that is not very pleasant and it's little difficulties and lawsuits and stuff like that but 
this is always something that keeps you going. You know, you remember the people that support you, that love you. And that's what's that that's what we here for, you know, for these people. Right. And you also have your own salon and you have artists in there. How many girls do you have working for you? Yes. Yeah, so we do have a, a full functional um um, lash studio in uh, Miami. Uh, we have five lash artists um, that work in a studio. We do uh, classes in the same studio. We do have a uh, um, our shipping facility in the same location. So it's it's it, it is a beautiful location. We love it. We are moving out soon. <laughs> yeah. We just got another location. Mm-hmm. We on to the bigger and better, which is great. But we, you know, this is a this is a, always going to be a first love. Yeah, it's referred to as like the lash castle, right? The castle. <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, the way the whole castle thing came out is when I um, when I uh, uh, would train, you know, start any class, um, I would say something every single class. I stopped doing that. You know, I should go back to it. I would basically tell them wherever you lash, if it's your home, if it's a studio, you rent a chair. You are the queen of your lash castle. Mm-hmm. So whatever you say goes, and whatever you decide, this is what it's gonna. This what's gonna be. You know, kind of try to tell people that they are the ones to decide how the cookie gonna crumble. You know, you you went on your own. You have your own business. You decide to be entrepreneur. You're too deep in. You have to decide the rules of the castle. Mm-hmm. That's basically how it came up. But yeah, it's funny how it's uh, actually got stuck. Yeah. I feel like you always put like your little spin on everything and you're always even on Instagram just sending a little message to everybody. Why do you feel like you do that? Because you know, I feel like a lot of um a lot of girls especially starting um lash artists don't see this um this industry as a as a serious business. You know, I I don't think a lot of people understand the potential um as myself it took me quite a few years to to understand what can be done so i am trying i am always trying to first of all explain to people uh, the difference you know between lash technician and lash artist number one i always try to um help out people to understand how the money moves uh in this business how to maintain clientele because just Knowing how to lash is is it's not going to it's not going to make it a business. You get me. So um, I do constantly try to kind of explain to people how else can they grow their business as lash artists. Yeah, tell me something that you find you're always disagreeing about. I guess in the lash industry, something that maybe you find controversial that you're always speaking about? You know, this is, uh, this is a tough subject because as the industry is so young, especially in this country, there are quite a few things. There, there's, there's quite a few things mm-hmm. that I disagree on. And um, so that, that right here, just the subject can take about another to talk about. But um, I also don't want to offend anyone when I talk about those things because people do believe in some uh, in some things and stick with it and then I disagree and it's just uh, it just creates kind of um, conflict somehow mm-hmm. 
um, you know, and I do get criticized indirectly about few things that I do. So it, it's kind of a tough question. It's kind of a tough question. You know, again, going back to the difference between Lush Tech and Lush Artists, that's, that's my biggest thing. Um, you know, like I don't believe in counting lashes at the fields or go by coverage, you know, uh, t- type of thing of, okay, how much lashes do you want? 50%, 70%, 100%. Right. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in fields by one week field, two week field, three week field. I don't believe in that neither. Uh, I believe that lash artists create a masterpiece and it's our direct job to maintain that masterpiece. So I never let my client, for example, to go um, less than 50% remaining on their lashes because I want them to to look beautiful at all times. So I don't really throw the ball to them and let them decide, for example, at what point they want to feel the lashes. Mm-hmm. You, you get me? Because usually if you let the person go after a full set, when are they going to call you typically? When the lashes already look bad. So right. I just feel like it's it's just not what we should be doing. We should be maintaining them looking beautiful all the time um and this is why it, it, it just can't be okay let me know what you want you want half of the coverage or you want one week feel or three week feel i see some menus some you know i, I visit a lot of salons and i see menus four week feels five week. this is something that just blows my mind so there's a lot of things about clientele management number one Mm-hmm. Number two, um, also, I feel it's still kind of direct to artistry. Um, you know, the way the way the lashes should be looking or should be made. A lot of people refer to taste, you know, well, I like it this way and you like it this way. And that that's fine. I just, you know, I'm all up for symmetry and I'll, I'm all up for that perfect fluff. And uh, it's just some people disagree. And again, this is all... Um, this is all because the industry is, is very young. We're still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of opinions, you know, cleansing and such. For example, I don't believe in uh, shampooing lashes, for example, for the client for mm-hmm. for various reasons. Before the appointment? I, uh, yes. I, you know, if they wash it themselves, that's one thing. I just don't believe in shampooing that, you know, uh, as me, if I'm going to do it for her. Uh, there, there are multiple reasons. I don't believe in primers. I don't believe in saline. Mm-hmm. multiple reasons um i cover it in my classes very well um and, and it's not like i don't believe it because i just decided to because i've tried over the years so many things and uh, at this point i feel like people try very hard to make it seem difficult and uh sell you extra products and 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 it, you know this is understandable too it is big it, it did become a, a business for products as well very quickly and it is a it is a money maker as well mm-hmm. uh, but i just feel like there are some products out there that are just useless and uh, you know that's a different subject so there are various things that i disagree on mm-hmm. um without offending anyone um you know i'll just stick to what i believe in and what works for me who were your mentors whenever you were just starting out or who inspires you still? You know what? I did not have one. When I started lashing, it was no one really doing it. It was me in the entire Miami and two more girls that we, none of us were good, obviously. So it wasn't really um, somebody that I could ask questions mm-hmm. that I could, you know, uh, a, a shoulder to cry. It was none of that. So 
it took me years to figure out everything by myself. My first class that I ever took, it was five years after I started lashing. So I had to figure out everything, everything by myself, um, you know, including that heavy <laughs> subject of, uh, um, you know, 0.07, for example, when we do volume, how many is too many, mm-hmm. Um that is also something that I did not learn. I had to figure out by myself, and uh, that's a huge subject in uh, in my training as well. Uh, as I tell people my story and how I figured it out, so um, I did not have anyone. Later on, later on, I want to say about two years ago, um, I did I did find somebody that I started really looking up to as an artist, uh, which is I'm I'm sure whoever knows me a little bit, they know that um, it's a uh, Nelly Sormina. Bordeaux and um, that's kind of like the person that inspires me work wise I, I have no really um, I don't I don't really know how she manages the business and stuff I know her personally but not very well uh, but as an artist to to strive to you know that, that type of perfection that type of level that definitely her definitely her what do you think is the best investment that you ever made as a lash artist was it her class tough one um you know what um best investment there were there were many honestly i i can't really uh i can't really name one because my first investment which is one of the best was definitely my products um as i made it comfortable for myself to work and i find out that um a lot of people enjoy the products right now um my first investment was forty thousand dollars <laughs> that i saved up from lashing in my living room <clears throat> so that was definitely one of the best things to do um second was probably the uh, opening salon opening or studio uh, because i held back for a long time from growing i felt the growth but i held back and now i make sure that i tell everyone that um, I speak about uh, about the business part with, I make sure that I tell them, do not hold back when you feel the growth. Do not hold back. Go with it. Um, take bigger space. Uh, raise the prices if you feel like the, the clientele is too much already, you know, too many people coming in. So definitely don't hold back when you feel the growth approaching um class with Nelly uh, absolutely yes I loved it um it was a it was a little a little bit of a tough trip but you know what I always said that if you want to learn from someone and it's not even it's not even you know lashes anything if you if you find someone in your industry whatever that is that you do someone that is better than you go and see what is it that they do differently it's very simple no matter where they are so um I did take a couple of flights before um, to Moscow, matter of fact, to two to other um, lash artists. And this was my third trip for um, for volume class. And definitely, um, definitely overlapped everything else that I knew before. Um, amazing person, uh, amazing class, um, a lot of information. I love this program. You know, uh, I, I stick with it and I believe in it and... Um, it works for me and for many other people. So that definitely was a great investment as well. So yeah, absolutely. There were a few. Out of your entire line, what are your favorite products? You know, I love all my children <laughs> <laughs> equally. It is it is a tough one. It is a tough one because, um, you know, the lash boxes, the whole acrylic situation, it, it was kind of... Uh, 
it was a lot of designing and thought put into it. So I do love it in a very special way. That is my baby. Um, but then, you know, the glue, the glue is absolutely our uh, bestseller, um, has been for a year and a half. Bestseller is the glue. Um, the pure bond is just, uh, it changed so many things, um, mm-hmm. for so many lash artists. Matter of fact, right now we, uh, five lash artists uh, in house and we exclusively use uh, pure bond because believe it or not, they won't touch the instant bond anymore. This, this brat, mm-hmm. but, uh, it is what it is, you know, um, it, it is for reasons and, uh, I love it. Um, yeah, so definitely I love, I love all the products. That's why I keep adding, you know what? I can't stop. Um, mm-hmm. it, this is, <laughs> this is needs to stop because it's a lot to handle, but I, I just love the, the process. I love digging, digging in the products and, and, and improving and, and trying. Um, I listen to feedbacks, you know, people email, people DM, uh, asking for certain things, asking for certain mixes and lashes and such and certain shape of tweezers. And I love that, you know, this is, this is my life. I, I, this is, this is my high, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely love the products, uh, industry. It's not, it's not easy. It can be very frustrating and tough sometimes, but, um, you know, as long as it's not boring, I'm up for a challenge. I, I rather challenge. I enjoy them all. So going back to, um, your team, do you have, you find pretty low turnover? In terms? In terms of like, do they stay, are they loyal to you? Do they stay around for, for a long time? You know what? I feel like, um, my situation with, um, the lash artist in my studio is a bit different. Um, the thing is when I opened, I didn't really need nobody to work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured, you know, I just going to have the space to take my own clients and do the classes and, uh, have the space to, to put the inventory. It just happened to be that every single person I hired needed help. Um, I didn't intentionally hire lash artists interviewed and stuff. That's not how it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, every single person that is in there, well, besides one, four out of five just needed help. Um, three of them I trained from zero. So it was classic. Um, they, and I had them to come to work every single day, Monday to Friday, just like a normal job and do model every single day um, so they can improve better. So I kind of um, did that. Um, the fifth person, um, it was just a student of mine <clears throat> a few months ago. Um, and uh, I was just blown away by her. She was, she's a 21-year-old. Um, she's in school. She's going to be an architect. The girl is going to be a millionaire by 30 years old. But she does, so she does lashes, right? She goes to school. She's a power lifter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl is just, you know, what are the special people that you just can't ignore? Mm-hmm. And I just figured, you know, and she kind of uh, reminded me of myself a little bit. Besides the school, I'm not as smart as her, but um, very determined. That's why. And I kind of decided to uh, offer her to work with us, too. And uh, she jumped on it. Um, four days later, she was already in my studio. So it's kind of like very unique story, each and one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, for those reasons, just because there are very different stories and they didn't help, um, I do believe they'll stick around. They have they have been with me um, for about two years now, all of them. So besides the last one, I don't I don't like that. 
I, I want people to be there because they want to, because they feel like it's their home too. Um, you know, it's it's just I'm all about the energies and 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 good communication. And I don't like to stress out about anything. I don't like tension. I don't like when when they're not happy, you know. So that's that's my input on uh, on staff. I also don't ever say, you know, they work for me. You'll never catch me saying you work for me. It's, you know, they, they work with me. Yeah. We're a team. I don't ever look for sheep. Right. Ever. I want teammates. I want them to feel like it's their business too. Yes. Okay. I want them to make money. Two, I want them to have the best clientele too. So I have very strong opinion on, you know, the whole who to hire and how to hire. So love it. This is one of my favorite questions. Um, do you have a favorite failure, something that seemed like it was a failure and then ended up uh, working out for you? You know, I have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of them because um, <clears throat> a lot of people, um, that know me personally, that actually uh, know this story. Um, I have ADD, so basically, um, if and, and the way the way it affects me is um, the hardest is when if I read a page out of a book or magazine, whatever that is, I can't for the life of me tell you what I just read. So that made me bad in school from first grade. So I was basically bad in school from first grade. I never was good in school. I'm a high school dropout. Um, every single job that I've had, um, I struggled. And I I think I got fired from pretty much all of them now when I think <laughs> about it. So it, it kind of like, it, it's a bunch of failures. You know, it's a bunch of failures. The good thing is I was always, um, I always kind of knew how to make money. And I always worked. I worked since 13 years old. My first job was uh, um, in a flower shop. It was a retail uh, a little shop right in my, my building where I lived. So I would just go downstairs. They taught me how to uh, wrap up some bouquets. It was different kinds. And that's what I would do. So I worked since a very young age. So the money always was coming somehow. I always figured it out because my family is not very rich family. It's a average family. So it was no like pocket money or anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I figured that part out. But the the job and the learning process, it's always kind of been a struggle for me. The good thing is I could sell anything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good. But it's just, uh, you know, it's not enough sometimes. Even if you're a good salesperson, it's always the bosses and the, the staff and people you work with. So, yeah, I kept just getting fired from everywhere, basically. Um, and that kind of uh, forced me to go into beauty industry. Because how hard is that, really, when you think about it? So I got into makeup and the hair and all that stuff. So that what led me to to lashes. And um, here we are today, from one failure to another, from struggle to struggle. Um, lashes, lashes it is. Mm-hmm. Um, what does a typical day look like for you? You know what? I love routine. So uh, I don't really like changes. Mm-hmm. Um, my days consist of lashes, more lashes, some more lashes, gym. Yeah, I've been seeing that on day. Instagram. You know, I worked out, let me tell you about this real quick. So I worked out since probably 17 years old, always. I was always um, in the gym, memberships and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always lifted weights. So I'm not a runner. I don't like CrossFit and all that stuff. I never took classes. I lift weights. That's what I've done. 
half of my life. And, um, you know, recently with all these stories kicking in, we kind of got the opportunity to share a little bit of uh, our personal life mm-hmm. on the on the professional um, Instagram accounts, which I love that because I feel like it makes people um, makes people feel that they know you better on personal level, um, and I love that it's connecting people more. And the reason I started um, making sure that I share the fitness stuff is because you know. Too many girls that I spoke to in the past, and I and I, I continue speaking to um, that are in the business. Um, I hear that a lot. You know, I once I start lashing, I got overweight. Once I start lashing, you know, I don't have time to exercise. Uh, once I start lashing, I can eat properly. So it's kind of like people blame a lot on sitting for long hours, right? Uh, people blaming on uh, not having enough time because, you know, we take a lot of clients, we, we, we work a lot of days a week and stuff. So the reason I started doing it is because I want to show people that you make time. No one has time. No one has time. There's only 24 hours and you have to sleep at least six, seven hours out of that, right, to be productive. So mm-hmm. there, is, there is no time. You make time. You absolutely have to make time for whatever it is that, that, that is important for you. And, you know, me personally, I, I, I mean, look, I don't want to say do, do like me. You know, I'm the best. That's not what I'm saying. I just want to show that it's possible. I have a toddler. I have a two-year-old son. Um, I have, you know, like, like a lot of us, a business to run. That, that requires a lot of time, a lot of attention, mm-hmm. right? So, um and you know what? And you, yes, you can stay in shape. Not, not only that, um, I'm right now um, training for my first competition, a bikini competition, because I want to show that not only you can do that, you can do it good as well. Yeah. You can do absolutely anything you want. You just have to prioritize. It's all messed up priorities, I feel like. It's not, you know, I don't have time. It's the messed up priorities. If you just sit down for a second and you line up the things you want to do besides your business and you put it on your schedule by time and you're not going to be procrastinating, you're going to make sure those things get done. The times you decided you will execute, you will execute. You can do anything. And that's why I love sharing it. And I got so so much good feedback, you know, um, I got a couple of DMs also um, that um, I encouraged someone to start working out. That was great. You know, and a couple of girls actually reached out to my personal trainer and uh, they um, they actually doing right now online programs with her because none of those girls are from Miami. Right. How amazing mm-hmm. is that? So I love that. You know what? If I if I made few girls think you know what? I can do it too. If she can do it, I can do it too. And they, and they, they got the membership or whatever that is. They start working out, you know what? And they feel better. They look, listen, I'm all about making money, inspiring people and looking hot as hell. Okay. If I'm done tomorrow, I want to look hot as hell. Okay. I want to look sexy. So bury me sexy. Okay. So That I feel, I feel that it, it did, it did a good job. It did a good job on some people. You know what? Even if it's few, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. 
Yes, I love it. So I do love the stories because you can do those things. Um, and you know what? If it's not a fitness, it's something else. Some people have other hobbies we have no idea about, you know. Right. Some people paint amazingly. Some people sing. Some people, they have multiple talents, you know, or they, they travel, um, for example, to, to cool places. Uh, they have, uh, you know, cute pets or adorable babies. I'm all up for that. I love stories for that reason. Share with us. Let us get to know you. Let's get closer. I love that. This is what what will unite us all, you know, besides lashes. It's knowing each other from far away. Yeah. Social media is brilliant and I'm obsessed with it. I love it too. I know. Look, I found you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any other passions outside of lashing besides the gym? That's, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, you know what I used to? Um, I did actually competitive ballroom dancing from 7 to 24 years old. I, I retired officially at 24. Um, and it was kind of an um, obsession of mine. And I, um, I was actually teaching from uh, 17 years old. I had groups from 4 years old till 60s. Um, so I, I, I was kind of obsessed with that um, for, for a while, for years. Uh, but there was a point in my life when I had to decide because that was taking a lot of my time basically mm -hmm. all my free time and you have to decide at some point do you want a family and do you want to you know pursue something else that will actually make more money mm -hmm. will make more sense business-wise because I didn't make much money doing that neither and I, I had to I had to quit and I had to kind of uh, go cold turkey on it so I never I never went back in, uh, in, you know, in my dancing shoes because it upsets me. I don't watch competitions. Mm -hmm. I don't, um, if I see some, some things pop up on Instagram, I guess because of the history on my Instagram. So sometimes it pops up, you know, uh, popular dancing teachers and all that stuff and competitions. And I just, I can't look at it. I kind of like close it and <laughs> mm -hmm. it gets me upset. Um, so that was a huge passion of mine. Um, I, and now I dance for fun. You know, I go and <laughs> yeah. I have a couple of uh, glasses of Prosecco and it, you know, <laughs> it's going down, basically. Yeah, I cannot wait for Mexico. It's going to be so fun. Oh, my God. No wait. <laughs> so if it weren't for the lash industry, uh, what would you be? Would it be a dancer? I don't know. I honestly, I'm not sure. You know what? Lashes came so naturally and so on time. I didn't really have the time to think, mm -hmm. you know, what else I would, because I, I feel like uh, the, the toughest question for me always was, what do you want to be? What do you want to be when you grow up? You know, and um, I really do not know. I have no idea. I'm so deep in into lashes. I even try, you know what? I even tried to do uh, real estate for a couple of years and uh, it's just, I, I can't, I, I can't, I, I struggle to connect to, <laughs> to everything else. So I'm not sure. I possibly would live under the bridge right now. Possibly. <laughs> I doubt that. What would you say is something that's a strength of yours that has helped lead you to where you are today? Uh, you know, I think one of my strengths is I never freak out. I never freak out. Every time there is an issue or something goes not as I planned, I never focus on what's wrong and how bad that is and, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. What I do instead is I look for a solution right away. So what is it that we can do to make it better right now? Right. So I never freak out. And um, 
that I've learned from successful people. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first thing I've learned from success because I had to study successful people as I don't have formal education and such. Mm-hmm. And I did want to become better in business and uh, know how to move money better and um, overall self-development. <clears throat> so I had to study successful people. And that's, this is the, one of the first thing that I understood. They never freak out. You'll never see a wealthy person, a very successful person gets overly upset over business issues or whatever comes their way. They just take a deep breath and they find a solution. I think that's the strongest of mine as well. What weaknesses do you have to work on within yourself? You know what? I am a, I, I want to think of myself as a very strong individual, but um, I do have a thing. I do have a thing. I take sometimes things personally, even from people that I personally don't know. Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? Yes. So, yeah. it, it, and, and you shouldn't. You know, I always try to tell people, you know, don't listen to people. It, do your thing and stuff. But it's not because I'm listening to something they tell me to do. And stuff. No, it, it's, it's uh, some criticism, for example, or um, something they're not happy about, you know, or whatever that is. And it's just sometimes I take it too personal. Um, I think that's the weakness. And then it kind of, uh, you know, shakes me up a little bit and I can be a little bit upset for like, you know, a couple of minutes and it goes away. But it's just I shouldn't be getting this way. I shouldn't take some things to heart because I understand that some people, um, you know, first of all, some people don't think twice. They just say something and they, they, they didn't mean to get you upset or whatever that is. Um, or they didn't care, you know, and, and it's fine. It's just. That that's kind of like a pit peeve of mine. Like I have to stop getting um, this way, taking things too personal, you know, from, from people that I don't know. But that's the part of the business as well. I, I interact with a lot of uh, uh, people, a lot of women. You know, there's a lot of emotion involved sometimes and such. So I do take things personally sometimes when I shouldn't. So your classes, you teach both privates and you teach master classes too. It seems like most of what you do every day is train. So do you still see clients or is training your your biggest priority right now? Um, you know, I, I don't have clients um, because I'm unable to maintain everyone. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I do take full sets um, once in two months or so. I take models. So uh, I can maintain, uh, you know, practicing and uh, social media and, and um, uh, content, you know, pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so no clients, no um, training is what I do mostly right now. That's that's correct. We we do a lot of uh, we do private classes. We do group classes. We teach from zero. We do uh, classic. We do foundation volume. We do master classes. And this last year, we started offering trainers courses. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's a lot of different programs going on. And uh, more programs you create, you know, more demand um, you will meet because it's, it's you reach into such a different um, different level of lash artist, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I do I do feel like this is mainly uh, what occupies my time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I love it. I love teaching. Um, I, I feel like I have a lot to share besides the lashing. Since, like I said before, I did have to figure out everything basically on my own. The pricing, 
you know, how to maintain the client, how to uh, grow um, um, your account, uh, you know, Instagram account, social media, how to photograph. So I feel like I have so much to share. I have so much to share. Um, and when they do get to me, I'm trying to, besides showing them exactly what I do when it comes to lashes, I want them to leave with a little piece of, of, of information, you know, that will grow their business money wise and, and, um, uh, how to select clientele, how to maintain them, how to grow their business, uh, using social media. So I, I love it. This is, uh, this is definitely my favorite thing training. So you travel a lot too for training whenever you're traveling. Are you reading any books or are you listening to podcasts or anything? Um, you know, I'm all about, uh, you are what you listen to. <laughs> I don't read because I can't really focus on books, but I do listen to them. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of motivational speakers, anything about self-development. Um, my, my first ever was the secret. Like I, I feel like a lot of us, right. Yeah. We all started from the secret, the, the movie and all that stuff. So that was the first. And then that kind of got me on the roll. So psycho cybernetics, you were born rich. It's not about the money. Um, uh, my favorite is Bob Proctor. Definitely. That's that, that what goes down. I feel like those books, uh, keep you on track, you know, and sometimes when I feel like I'm losing that little fire you know i'm kind of going uh you know we all humans sometimes you're not as positive and not as energetic i kind of that's that's where i'm going to you know i i, I grab my little audiobook and i start listening and i listen to them over and over again because i feel like i feel like i want to learn by sentence some of the books that's how good they are so definitely anything on self-development Something that won't waste your time. <laughs> right, exactly. What purchase of $100 or less in the last six months to a year has positively influenced your life? Gym clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. It's like every time you buy a pair of sneakers mm-hmm. or new leggings or whatever, it, it's like now you have to go. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to go. So I can't stop buying gym clothes. And let me let me add another one. Oh my God, it's gonna be the portable charger, a phone charger. You know, I never had one. It's oh. so silly. So this is the first year I I bought one, mm-hmm. and uh, my life will never be the same. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can charge it on the go. That's yeah. amazing. And they have um, phone cases that charge too. Yeah, I, you know, I don't I don't like those. I They're don't kind like of bulky. Those. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They're so bulky. So I kind of, um, you know, and I don't know if, if um, you know of my little case on my phone that I keep already for about two and a half years or so. As I switch my phone, I go back to the same case. I make sure I buy the same size of the phone. It's my little matryoshka on my phone case, mm-hmm. you know, my little phone case. So I really like that case. I'm not ready to let it go. I can't, <laughs> I can't change it up. Yeah. So I have to yeah. those one of those portable chargers with a wire. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is like, I'm obsessed with this thing. What is this? Where, where was I? <laughs> okay, last question. What is your motto or what are some words that you live by? Nothing is a big deal. <laughs> Love that. Nothing is a big deal. Whatever comes, whatever happens, it can be, it can be done. It can, it can be changed unless it's death. You know, but um, nothing is a big deal. 
we don't freak out about anything. Um, we are problem solvers, you know, so definitely, definitely that. So, and every, every single time, you know, I have to give a pep talk to somebody and, um, you know, I speak to somebody that is upset or, uh, you know, anxiety and all that stuff. This is one of the first thing I said to them. And I try to, to make them believe in that too. Nothing is a big deal. You never will have situation that there is no exit out of, that there is no solution. Yeah. Never, never. So instead of freaking out, instead of making everything worse by getting nervous or scared or thinking, what if? Instead of all of those things, that will make nothing better. Take a deep breath. Start thinking, how do we resolve this? How do we make this better? How do we make the situation the second you start thinking clear, everything just start falling into places. Anxiety, fear, what if are those things that will completely block your creativity and clear thinking. If you're scared, if you're anxious, if you're nervous, you're not being calculative, you're not being productive. Humans don't have gray areas. It's either we positive or negative. That's why I feel that it's very important to understand how to maneuver our mind, our body, our emotions. And the first thing I tell myself, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Let's see what we can do about it. Love it. All right. Well, that's all I've got for you guys today. You can shop Lashmakers products at lashmakers.com and go ahead and do yourself a favor and follow Lashmakers on Instagram if you don't already. I appreciate you listening along and I'll see you back next week with another episode.